Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I'm so blessed to be on the air with you today on this Christmas week of messages right before Christmas. I want to encourage you uh, with the Christmas uh, story, Christmas message. And yesterday I started talking about the wonder of Christmas peace. I shared a familiar verse uh, from Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9, uh, talking about uh, the Apostle Paul saying, we should rejoice always, always rejoice. And then he tells us, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything with thanksgiving and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then we went on, we continued on with the scripture where he talks about, think about all these things. Uh, think about things that are lovely. Uh, think about things that are noble. Think, think about things that are trustworthy. Think about all these things, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Think about all those things. And whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And here's a Christmas uh, promise of peace. And he says, and the God of peace will be with you. That's the story of Christmas, the God of peace, the peace that will always be with you, never leave you. And when we pray, we get that level of peace. But when we live out these verses, that peace never leaves us. And we talked about perfect peace for a quick review of what we talked about yesterday. Perfect peace comes from the scripture Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, which says you will keep in perfect peace that person whose mind, watch this, is, is two things, steadfast because he trusts in you. In other words, we're focused on the word and we just trust God. Imagine if you did those two things, just focus on the word and trust God, and you make God's word the authority over your life. This is the wonder of Christmas peace that was foretold 700 plus years before the birth of Christ, where we talked about Isaiah 9, 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God has given us everything we need in those names. So what do you need if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show? Do you need counsel? So many people go to, the reason why we go to counselors is because we need to hear wisdom from somebody that needs to tell us something we don't know about ourselves to fix a certain situation that we're in. That should be the reason you go to a counselor. Many people go to counseling just to, just to be heard. They don't ever want to change. They don't ever want to be told what they need to do to fix their situation. I get that a lot. But real counselor and real great counseling comes from the wonderful counselor who's full of wisdom. So do you need wisdom? Do you need counsel? Jesus says it's better for you that I go unless I, unless I go. The counselor won't come. That's the Holy Spirit. And so Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you don't even know. And how about... How about a miracle? How about the power of God? How about strength when you don't have the strength to keep on keeping on? How about, how about resurrection power when you're facing a giant? You see, we're talking about a baby born in a manger who grew up to be called Almighty God, who cast out demons, healed the sick, defeated your your sin, my sin, became our sin, defeated that sin, 
defeated the grave, the tomb, overcame the cross, was raised again so that we can live forever and promises the same for us if we put our faith and trust in him. That's what we call a mighty God. So the question is, what are we doing if we don't believe in miracles and the power of God? And it's sad to say that most people don't believe in the power of God. All of us need a mighty God, especially with all the chaos around us, the pain within us, and the burdens that overwhelm us. We sing songs about the power, yet we seem so powerless. I don't know about you, but I need the power of God in my life. I need resurrection power in my life. That's Christmas. So what do you need this Christmas? Do you need the love of an everlasting father? See, we're never outside the loving care of our everlasting Father. I love, I love these words spoken in Jeremiah 31.3, which says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. You see, when I say everlasting Father, you're hearing it from a person who, who grew up without a physical father. My dad left when I was six months old. I had no concept of what a father was. Even praying the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It was, it was foreign to me. I just didn't get it for many, many years. And one of the oldest tricks in, that the enemy uses is, is that when we, ha- we don't have a dad or a dad wasn't there or our dad never did the right thing, we compare our Father in heaven with our earthly fathers or our earthly mothers. It's one of the oldest tricks in the book that the enemy uses to, to distort hope the view of who God is, his character, and his true love for us. But our everlasting Father offers us a love that never ends. That's why he's called the everlasting Father and that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus ever again. And then the last identity title is called the Prince of Peace. How much peace do you need this Christmas? When we're stressed, Jesus said, the peace I give and the peace I leave with you, it is peace while the storm is raging. It's peace, it's peace when the chaos surrounding you is raging. So what do you truly need this Christmas? What do I need? See, when I look at the Christmas story in Luke 2.14 and the angel of the Lord says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests, I find comfort that it's God's desire that we experience his peace and find that his favor rests on us. Do you have his peace? Is his favor on you? Is it resting on you? It is on me. And you're, and you're listening to a guy that has blown it a million times over. But I have God's peace on me. And it's worth more than any check anyone could ever write to Bill Reeser. See, my prayer for you this Christmas is that you'll have his favor upon you. You'll have his peace that surpasses all understanding on you as well, and you'll find rest in that. You see, when the angel announced the birth of Christ to the shepherds, their proclamation highlighted the ultimate purpose of Jesus' role to establish peace between us and God, to take care of the separation from us and our everlasting Father. More than 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah gave this prophetic snapshot of God's plan to enter history as our Prince of Peace. 
In fact, Jesus described the peace he could deliver as something quite different from anything the world can offer when he said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Another Christmas message. See, Jesus didn't promise a peace the world would understand, but rather his peace to us. That's Christmas. Isaiah, who declared Jesus' identity, also described how he would establish peace between us and God. He said in Isaiah 53, 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us, here it is, friends, peace. And with his stripes, we are healed. Friends, that's salvation. The Prince of Peace made possible a way to have an eternal relationship with our Father in heaven. Our sins, transgressions, iniquities are forgiven because Christ took them upon himself, became them, and paid the penalty himself. And if we embrace him by faith, we can be forgiven. When we acknowledge Jesus as Savior, we're also receiving him as the Prince of Peace who established our peace with God. Let's talk about that peace a little bit more and dive deeper into it. Alongside peace with God, Jesus offers peace from God. I love this. This peace is more like the Old Testament concept of shalom, noted in Proverbs sixteen seven. I love this promise. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Do you have enemies right now that need to be at peace with you? Are you fighting a spiritual battle that you need the enemy to lie down and be at peace with you? It can happen. It's part of the Christmas miracle. You see, peace from God affects every relationship in our lives. But the best peace he came to offer us is the peace of God. Colossians 3.15 puts it this way. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. I love that. You see, it's the deep confidence that he's in control and he'll work everything out for our good, for those who love him, in other words, obey him, and are called according to his purpose. And what begins as peace with God grows into peace from God, then matures into the peace of God within us. All different levels of peace, all leading up to that perfect peace for him whose mind is steadfast and that person who trusts completely in the Lord. Jesus Christ, the son born, the child given, the prince of peace, makes all of this possible. So here's a peace thought for you this Christmas season. Personal obedience to God always leads to personal peace from God. Real simple. Nothing complicated there. So what was the result of Joseph and Mary obeying God in the middle of all that chaos? It was the peace that came from the Prince of of Peace, right smack in the middle of the chaos. And they would testify when there is chaos around us, there's calm and peace inside of us. In the Christmas story, there's peace and calm, and there's chaos. It's a mess. But in the middle of those spectrums is the radical obedience of Joseph and Mary. I learned this from Charles Stanley. When I obey, trust, believe, pray, wait, and leave the results to God, there's an overwhelming river of peace that floods my soul, body, and mind that can't be explained with words. I have learned over the years 
that to be so true. When I obey, trust, believe, pray, wait, and leave the results to God, there's an overwhelming river of peace that floods my soul, my body, my mind, that can never, ever be explained with words. This Christmas, friends, if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show, and I th- I'm so grateful that you are, the Prince of Peace wants to shower you with the gift of his peace. And the question is, will you let him? See, in the middle of your calm and chaos is the choice to obey God and how you respond to the obedience God wants from you will determine what type of Christmas and life you will have, one of peace or one of chaos. And the God who knows each star by name knows your name and he knows your pain. And this Christmas, he knows how much peace you need. And the question is, will you accept this amazing gift that the world doesn't offer? And maybe the best present that you'll ever find this Christmas season will be to rest in his presence where you can experience peace this Christmas. So as we wrap up this episode of the Encounter Radio Show, I've said this many, many times. The best present that you could ever, ever receive and give away is the Prince of Peace and the gift of Jesus that you can come home with. That peace comes along with it. It'll be the best present you'll ever receive. It'll be the best present you could ever give your family, your friends around you, people you work with. Gifts of love, forgiveness, grace, and God's peace that the world doesn't offer. It's priceless. I hope you experience that peace this Christmas. Thanks for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser.